Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With Como Sports Director Nico Tamurian and Naji Moye. Yeah, that is Mariners General Manager, President of Baseball Operations, Jerry DePoto. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you what, when it comes to the comments that were made this week, that's what everybody's talking about right now. It's this notion that, sure, the Mariners didn't make it. And, and yeah, that's, that's quite disappointing. When you made the playoffs in 2022, when you were in first place, as Jerry pointed out in that press conference just a few weeks ago, and then you don't make it. Even if it's by a single game, that's, that's going to hurt. And that's going to leave people wondering why. Commend the Mariners on doing a 75-minute press conference. The Just 48 hours after it all kind of unravels, right? I think the intentions are in the right place as far as what was conveyed. Like, hey, we're going to be an open book and we're going to say everything that and answer everything that you all want to know about what's happening with this team. The problem is it, it kind of went too long. As reporters, we love it, right? And I don't think the message was properly sent out there from this front office. If you look at the comment that really has everybody upset, the two there's really two comments there. It, the notion that when Jerry DePoto said, 54% winning percentage. If teams maintain that over the course of a decade, 85% of the time, they're going to the World Series. Looking at that stat and, and looking at it from that perspective, it's not the worst thing in the world. The problem becomes when you win 54% two of the last three years and then you don't make the playoffs. This is a franchise and a fan base that is loyal as can be. And that for 47 years has waited for that World Series. It's not like waving a magic wand. Look how long the Cleveland franchise, look how long the Cubs went without winning it, right? So 47 years is a very long time. But just because you're on the right trajectory, as Jerry is pointing out, and, and, and correctly pointing out, it doesn't mean you're going to see the World Series. Now, what is correct in a way, but you got to get to the playoffs first, is that once you're in the wild card, anything can happen. You get the wild card, you you have a ticket to the dance. Look at the Phillies last year. They, they ultimately lost to the Astros, but they were a wild card team, which is what the Mariners missed out on by just one game. This fan base is so passionate and so patient already that saying that you're doing them a favor is where things got to end. We, we, we just want to play this for you really quick. Um, just as a refresher, if you're a Mariner fan, you may not want to listen to it again, but let's just take a look at this and we're going to dissect it all in a second. You know, take a listen. Doing is focusing year to year on what do we have to do to win the World Series this year? You might be one of the teams that's laying in the mud and can't get up for another decade. So we're actually doing the fan base a favor <laughs> and asking for their patience to win the World Series while we continue to build a sustainably good roster. And, and I, I won't 
comment on who the player was because I don't want to, to out a private conversation. But as one of our players alluded to on Sunday and wrapping up, you know, I, I hate that we're going home, but if 88 wins is our floor, it's a pretty good floor. Yeah, and I think that when you hear something, you almost hear the chuckle, and we're doing the fans a favor. All right, I'm going to play. Uh, first of all, let's just put it right out there. You can't tell the fans you did them a favor when you didn't make the playoffs. Going to the other side of that, I see the point he was trying to make isn't exactly off base. And before you get mad, the point he's trying to make, at least in my hearing what he said standing there in that 75 minutes, right? The point I think he's trying to make is that, look at this team over the last two years, as by any stretch of the imagination in baseball, improved vastly, okay? 2019, 2020 seasons compared to now, right? And 2020 being a little bit of an aberration with everything that was going on. Looking where they are right now, and look at the stars of this team that have emerged from this farm system the last two years. You obviously start with Julio Rodriguez, but look at those pitchers too. George Kirby, right? Luke Logan Gilbert. Um, and Cal Raleigh as well, right? So th the point being made there is is valid that in the last couple of years, the Mariners have made a major step. And the assumption based on the evidence we've seen so far is that those guys will continue to take a step forward. Okay. And, and, and we'll play another clip in a second for you. I, I also give credit that they took the blame for not resolving the situations in the last offseason. Guys like Tommy Listella, so on and so forth, didn't work out. We're going to get to that in a minute, though. There's just a big problem with this, and it's based solely on not what the Mariners did, but based on what Jerry said right there. Once again, I think where his head is at is not a terrible spot. You just can't tell a fan base that has probably been the most patient in baseball that waited 20 years just to see a playoff berth, see a home playoff game, 21 years, honestly. You, you can't tell them you're doing them a favor. Like, they've waited long enough. We're talking about completely different things this week. If Jerry DePoto says, hey, listen, I'm just as frustrated as you are. I'm just as, as disappointed as you are. Because you know he is, obviously. Right? Right? <laughs> but if he says, hey, listen, we're just as disappointed as you all. And I'll tell you what, I'm um, the strides of the last couple of years, based on the players who have risen from our system to the major league to the all-star level, those guys are our future, and we're really excited about what can happen in the future, and we think that better times are ahead. And even if you want to say be patient, which, uh, you know what, don't even say be patient. There's just no problem with that initial message I just said. Hey, listen, this is not what anybody wanted, but we feel like those young stars that have only been in the league full-time for two seasons are our core going forward. We think they're only going to be better going forward, and this stinks right now, but we're optimistic that 2024 is our year. Now, I, I get it. There's the whiteboard, 2023, win it all. There's the past quotes about, uh, you know, we think we'll be here in 2020, here in 2021, and, and so on and so forth going forward. So that's all out there. It's just the assessment of, hey, listen, we're doing you a favor by being patient. 
by asking you to be patient. And that's that's just not what sits well based on everything that's already happened with this team going forward. Now, I'll give credit where it's due. As we mentioned a moment ago, the signings from last offseason that didn't quite work out, um, they owned up to them. They, you know, the Tommy Listellas, the A.J. Pollocks, Cooper Hummel, you know, those signs and trades, Colton Wong, that clearly, very clearly did not work out. Um, you know, there was at least a, hey, we messed up. I want to play that for you. We're going to give that to you right now. Hold on a second. And sure, I regret it. I wish I could go back and do it over again. You, all you can do is just fix things as you move forward. And you know, I, I don't know if, if the last eight years has you know, resonated with anybody in the room. I don't spend a lot of my time looking back and lamenting, you know, because it's not productive. You'll, you'll make too many mistakes trying to make up for too many mistakes. You know, the best thing you can do is, and, and I say this, maybe there's a better way to say it. I got to pitch in about 400 major league games, and I hung a ton of sliders. And if I thought the next day about the slider that I hung, I'm going to hang another one. I'll just go out and throw a heater. And, you know, we'll, we'll approach this offseason in a very similar way. You know, it's a, we, we have a very good process about how we go through identifying players that fit for us, I think we've done a very good job over time of building, you know, roster depth and creating roles that work for players and putting players in a position to succeed. Yeah, Jerry DePoto talking about those signings there. Hey, he flat out calls it. It was a foul and they wish they could have it back. And I, I, I really appreciate that part of it. So let's wrap all that up in one neat package there. There was a lot of information to come out of that press conference. Uh, you know, they said they've already informed Teoscar Hernandez and his representation uh, what they want to do. And we don't know what that is just yet. There was just a lot of good information about there. You know, talking about Tom Murphy deserving the right to be a free agent and um, wishing they could have him back as a backup catcher. They hope to, but they just don't know. So there's a lot of candor, which is a reporter you you appreciate and you want. There's just some things you have to think about when you're phrasing or when you're wording that um, you, you created a mess for yourself this week. Um, I'll go back to it. I think that bad signings last year, 100%. Uh, great core based on the decisions you've made um, and the guys you've believed in your system, 100%. That's why this Mariners team is – what I would like to think those 88 wins are kind of the floor. And then Jerry DePoto said a player said that to him. I, I would like to think that is genuinely the case. And if that, and if that is the case, then, you know, this program, this franchise is in better shape than it was before. But when you came into this 2023 season with all the hype and excitement of building on that first playoff bid and ending the drought and declared goal of winning the AL West, and having it be within your grasp, if not for a September collapse, that is maddening to a fan base that, again, has waited for a very long time and is as loyal as they come. And I assure you, we'll still be out there in droves on opening day 2024. Just telling them that you're doing them a favor is just one little phrase or word that, based on the chuckle after, I think he was kind of saying it tongue-in-cheek. I, I don't even think it was like a genuine aloofness about it 
but there there was no clarification there. And, and so when you hear that as a fan, as thousands have on social media, they take it at face value. And that's, and that's okay because there was not a clarification. And so you suddenly, uh, uh, the whole dug by not making the playoffs has, has dug in a little bit deeper now. And that becomes a problem and that becomes an issue when you've really, you know, really risen up. I read a stat that the uh, Root Sports broadcast ratings were up 17% this year. And that was certainly and almost entirely based on you have an exciting team of young stars and that made the playoffs last year and that you hope can hope past tense now that could win the American League West. And that didn't happen. And it's just amazing to me that, you know, a little bit on both sides that, you know, as a seasoned pro front office guy, Jerry's just got to word that better. You got You can't have that. It's almost like, you know, a guy, uh, who uh, if Julio were to, you know, strike out with the bases loaded bottom of the ninth or something like that um, with the season on the line or something like, that. I don't know if it'd be that drastic. And from the fan perspective, I, I think a little context needs to happen. You know, it's so easy and, and rightfully so in a lot of ways to just jump on that one statement and be like, wait, wait, what? You're doing us a favor. You didn't do anything this year because ultimately if you don't do the playoffs that you fall in short of your goal of any goal of, any, of the goal of every team in baseball. But I also think if you if you dive deeper into it, I mean, the plan is there. And I think that's what was trying to be conveyed, the notion that for the first time in a long time, the Mariners look like they're going to be a player for a while to come. I mean, Julio Rodriguez may be locked up until like 2037 or something like that. Okay, but again, that's all speculation. And nothing has been proven yet except that you're a team that's capable of going to the playoffs like we saw in 2022. And one game shy doesn't mean you're incapable of it. But it does mean that you fell short of your goals. And, and the tone of it is the problem there. And that's just something that can't happen at this stage. It just can't happen after the heartbreak that's been suffered this season. We have a lot more on this on the Como Sports website, comonews.com slash sports. The Nico Sports Zone page at comonews.com. And I'll, I'll say, I think the Mariners are back in the playoffs last year. I think this team ran into a lot of bad luck with injuries. I mean, Jared Kelnick broke his foot by kicking a cooler. You lost two of your starters, and here come Bryce Young, Bryce Miller, rather, and Brian Wu. And, the, and they emerge, and they were great. And you go into next season, Emerson Hancock, limited, but looked good. You have those three young guys coming back to join the Luis Castillos, the Logan Gilberts, the George Kirby's. Marco Gonzalez is, a, is expected back. Robbie Ray likely won't be back until another nice candor bit of information from this press conference. Likely won't be back until around the All-Star break at the earliest. But it could be something, you know, that helps this team. And, and so you've got a plethora of arms. And here's the thing about it. You may not like what was said, and you have every right to do that. You may be singing a different tune if Shohei Otani comes here. I, I'm not saying he is. I, I don't know what's going to happen there. But ultimately, winning is what solves everything. This comment, this gaffe, whatever you want to call it by Jerry Depoto, and that's, that's what I think it was. I think it was just a, a bad way of phrasing what you're trying to say because I think what he's trying to say is that this team is sustainable, that you can genuinely say, hey – 
for the first time when they're like, well, maybe next year. There's always next year. Well, it, it may be like a joke around here of, of all the years of suffering for two decades without a postseason bid. But I legitimately believe you can say that now with this team that like they will be in the hunt again next year. And I would imagine they will make it next year. And I think that's the point he was trying to make is that you have the young core. You can reasonably say they're a playoff team next year, the year after, the year after that. The presentation was not very good, though. And so but all of that gets solved by winning. If they go to the deep playoff run next year, everybody will look at forget about this. It feels kind of hard to believe that right now, but I think at least it'll be forgiven. Maybe not forgotten, but it'll be forgiven. And and that's what you have to look at in this scenario with this team and where they're headed. The core is largely back. There are some pre-arbitration guys like Raleigh and, and Gilbert, and we'll see what happens if they sign them early or whatever it may be. But I think at the end of the day, um, the forgiveness on that statement, where this team goes next year, is in a lot of ways based on, yeah, obviously the winning, like I mentioned, but the winning is based on what they do this offseason because that that lineup can't exist as it did in 2023, and, and that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You can't – you need firepower. Second base has to be solved. Maybe Josh Rojas is a good part of that solution. He looked nice at the end of the season. Um. The DH situation certainly needs to be fixed. Certainly, certainly needs to be fixed. And if you pull off the minor miracle and get Otani, there you go. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. But it's a team that's built on run prevention, as this front office said so often. And, and that, there is a great case to be made for that. The pitching is obvious. The gold glove candidates like uh, Gino Suarez. How many guys did Cal Raleigh throw out at the end of the season, right? This is a good team. It really is. But it wasn't good enough, and that's all that matters right now. Like, I can tell you till I'm blue in the face, I really do think it's a playoff team for at least the next couple of years. You just you don't want to go that much further because you don't know about injuries, regressions. Um, for all you know, they could have a terrible record the next two years, and Julio demands a trade. I know, you know, he's got a no-trade clause, but he demands it or something like that. I mean, hope that never happens, right? But I'm just that's why I won't go further than a couple of years out. But I think that when you ultimately check this out and look at the the way things are going, it's a bit of upward trajectory. The problem is you can't ask, you know, say you're doing this uh, franchise a favor or something along those lines when, yes, the playoff wildcard win last year was wonderful and created moments we'll never forget in Seattle. But when you on the heels of falling one game short and really, uh, you know, a disappointing way, I mean, this was there for the taking in the last 10 games. And you, and you let it go. Even if you won three of the last four, you let it go. You had the Rangers right there. You got swept. You had the Astros right there. You lost two of three. 
that was it. That was the season. When it came down to the clutch moment, they didn't. They weren't able to get the wins. The Astros, they needed the clutch wins. They got them. They've been there. The Rangers really haven't been there, at least at the Astros level. And, yes, they lost three of the last four, but guess what? They won, you know, three of those first three. That set the stage for that last weekend to just be able to get that one win, to have that one win be enough to close out the M's. Okay. So what it comes down to, I think ultimately, what else can you do as a fan? From a standpoint, and you know, I've seen a lot out there, oh, the media doesn't ask the right, listen here. Yes, the media asks the right questions. We ask the tough questions. And that goes for my other colleagues at competitors from other TV stations, myself included, and all the, the beat writers from the, the paper and the websites that cover this team. The, the right questions are being asked. Otherwise, you would not have heard the things you heard this week. The notion that the media line of questioning, somebody's told me the media is culpable. Okay, yeah, the media lines of questioning is why this team went 6-14 and 14 in extra inning games. They were they were up to bat in the bottom of the ninth, two outs. Oh, man, Nico didn't ask me a tough question. I, I do ask tough questions. I'm just saying. It's, it's silly. It's stupid. It's stupid. But it's going to hurt for a little bit. Uh, but I think that this this upset nature, this this feeling of despair, this feeling that you were robbed as a fan, yeah, because you expected something that, that this team would still be playing, and not just this week, but well beyond this week. And you didn't get it. And it's because they lost in September or maybe had a slower May and June. One of those two things, when you, lo- when you lose by one game, you can just point at a couple games, oh, they had it and they lost it. Those games when the bases were loaded with no outs and they didn't cash in. The ones when they lost in extra innings. You can point to any one game because it was one game and you had the tiebreaker over Toronto. But it's difficult when you think about that to see what the vision is going forward. And I really do think this team does have a bright future. Is Does that – can you totally wholly depend on those guys? I mentioned the homegrown guys, the Kirbys, the Gilberts, the Rodriguez, the Raleigh's, being the guys that can you know are right there. Well, they probably need help. That's why Cal said it. That's why J.P. Crawford told me that Sunday. You just have to hope that they get those pieces around them. And it can't be the fringe pieces. Now, listen, the Mariners, they, of course, they they you could throw as much money as you wanted a guy. The guy has to want to come to Seattle, wherever that player is. So it's not like the Mariners can major, wave a magic wand and say, yeah, we're getting Otani, we're getting this guy, we're getting that guy. If a player doesn't want to play in Seattle, whether it's because of Seattle or just a better situation elsewhere, that's not on the M's. And that's the difficult thing about this. It's so easy to say, you didn't get Otani if they don't get him this year. Well, Otani can go anywhere he wants. I'm still cautiously optimistic because when we found out around the All-Star break that he spends his off-seasons in Seattle, like the worst weather of the year in Seattle, Otani is choosing to be here. That still means something to me. I don't know if it'll mean something in the long run, but at the moment it's why I won't shut down that notion or that hope. But ultimately, I think that... Looking forward at all this, you know, there's a lot to be hopeful for. That You can be angry as you want. You can not like that comment one bit, and that's totally within your right and totally understandable. But let's not, because of a misguided quote, let's not, because of using the wrong words, forget that the steps this team has made. Maybe it was one step forward and maybe a couple back because you did not make the playoffs. But I ultimately think you don't. it's not like you're going to keep going back. Hopeful 
hope. You've, you've been asked to have a lot of it. The patience is wearing thin. So that's why you shouldn't be told to be more patient. And that's where the this all stems from. You can't tell that fan base, this fan base, to be patient anymore because the time is now. They admitted the window is open right now. A window that they say may last six to 10 years. Well, guess what? You probably at least already lost 20 to 35% of it, right? With just one playoff bid that went to the ALDS where you were swept. And so in that regard, the patience is thin. And, the, and you cannot ask these people to be patient. You cannot ask us in Seattle to be patient. Um, and that's where all this stems from. That's the thing. The, the strategy, everything else is right there. It's the notion of asking these fans to be even more patient. That is not the right thing to say at the right time. So let's get through these playoffs. Five days after the World Series, people can sign officially. You'll start seeing news even before that. Let's see what happens. Let's see if it was just a, an apology, if it was just I'll do better, or if it's action speaking louder than words on the offseason signings. And that'll be the first step to make amends between this front office and between this fan base. And that's, I think, what's going to be the biggest, biggest way of putting this behind people. Because if you go out and have an offseason like you did last year, even if there were high hopes, right? Oh, let's see what Lestella does. I, I don't think anybody was really thinking that. I, mean, I certainly think we were more optimistic about Colton Wong about, than what we ended up seeing from him. But you need to make a splash this offseason. Because if you don't, the angst from this lasts and lingers right into opening day. And, and that needs to be something else. And then, of course, maybe it goes away after opening day if this team comes out hot. But I think that that's going to be the true sign. You can be mad now, but what really matters is how you feel this time next year. And that is completely and utterly onto the Mariners front office. Thanks for watching and listening to the Como Sports End Zone.